Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 324. Welcome back to my front porch. It's awesome out tonight. Loving it. Again, got my fire going. It's just, you know, a fire when it's like 60 degrees, it feels like cheating. I was in... This is a real story. I talked about it in the last podcast. I was going to uh, Massachusetts to speak. So I spoke this last weekend in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm having a hard time saying that. Uh, this is a real story. It literally, it was negative 20. Now, somebody came up and said it was the coldest place on earth for just one, one night, but it was negative 20 degrees. This is a real thing. And I was speaking in the camp, and... The heat went out in my room. It was so cold that the heat went out in my room and the hot water went out. So they brought me all these blankets. I was in full like winter gear with like my Ugg slippers and then wrapped up like an Eskimo except for my my nose and my mouth. So like my nose and my mouth were so cold, so freezing cold. I kept trying to like bury them under, but I don't like I don't know if you're like this, but I don't like my the sheets over my face. I just it, I feel like I'm in a coffin. And so um so anyway, freezing cold. I get up in the morning, I'm like, "Okay, I'll just take a hot I'll just take a hot shower and, and, and get going with the day. Nope, no hot shower. Go outside. And it was like, I mean, I can't, it was like pins. You know, I am, I'm such a wimp. I watch those, I don't know if you watch those Alaskan shows where they're like the, the final frontier and they're up on, they're up in the whatever area above the Arctic, Arctic Circle and it's like so cold. And I watch those people and I'm like, you, you all are, I mean, that's amazing. Like I, I can't do that, and or or why would you do that? That that just seems miserable. It was so, so cold, and it's funny. You know when something's super obvious, like when it's cold or it's hot, everyone's talking about. Nowhere. Oh my gosh, it's cold. How? Oh, gosh, cold. Super cold. Who's cold? Like it was like all that anyone talked about for about twenty four hours because it was ridiculous. Woke up the next morning, twenty degrees. So literally a forty degree swing in twenty four hours insane but I survived I made it through actually it was a really really great time with some awesome awesome churches out on the east coast and just felt like I had a really good time to connect with some of the leadership at Hume Lake uh, Hume New England just an awesome camp so it was uh, was great I hope you're doing good wherever you are whatever uh, whatever is going on in your life I really I really hope you're you're doing okay and I always love when people are tuning into this podcast because that means you're tuning in and you're because you're trying to like figure some stuff out and we're gonna do it together you're looking for a place to try to hear some scripture and, and work through it and and that's all I'm doing here that I'm just working through stuff I'm working through um, and these passages tend to pop up I don't have them like pre-planned I'm, I wish I was that organized. Uh, but I actually kind of like the authentic nature of going like, man, I was in this conversation, this verse popped up or on Sunday they were teaching this and this cross reference came up and do a little study, sit out here on the front porch and kind of reflect on it and then bring it here. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, those, there's a bunch of you who continue to give to this podcast. Uh, we had a new 
new partner that came in last week and uh and i just want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you for helping this podcast continue to go i'm just going to keep rolling with this thing uh there's a lot of verses in the bible so um so i really appreciate the support though it really does help um kind of keep things going and helps me pay for some of the stuff that i need to pay for to keep it going so thank you thank you so much all right our passage for today second corinthians 12 26 second corinthians 12 26 if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored Every part rejoices with it. Oh, I'm excited about this passage. 2 Corinthians 12, 26. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices in it. You know, one of the uh, real interesting things about having a, a child with, uh, with cancer, uh, Cooper, our, our middle son, had, got leukemia when he was diagnosed with leukemia when he was eight years old. And we made a conscious decision to say we want to live in the tension of the pain and the agony, but we also want to live in the celebration. We want to live in these two things. And what we learned during that season is that uh, as a family, we drew really, really close with one another. And I think a part of what, uh, what happened during that period of time is we really did as a family learn to grieve together. Um, I didn't really know probably fully what grief looked like, but I, you know, feel sad together or disappointed together. And, and it was like one of us was hurting and we were all kind of hurting, all kind of struggling. But then on the other side of that, there was these amazing moments of celebration, these amazing moments of joy. And sometimes we have to remind the family, like, no, it wasn't just all bad. Like there was a lot of good. And I would say during that season, we learned to celebrate really small things and because it, it, it affected all of us. One person's joy in the midst of like a lot of maybe pain or hurt or confusion was actually something we all kind of latched onto. And this is Paul getting after it. This is Paul in the in the context of talking about the ecclesia, that's the church, the body of Christ. He's talking about the body has many parts. He's talking about how it's operating, and he's trying to help them get this collective uh, view of the local church, this communal view of the local church. And it really, really flies in the face of individualism. And what I find so often, as it relates especially uh, here in the 21st century, is when we talk about our relationship with the Lord, it's very individualized. When we actually talk about our sin, which is ironic, it's very indelic. It's my struggle. It's my it's my personal struggle. It's kind of my hidden sin. Like we talk about things in very individualistic language, and Paul is going, "This is the problem." The problem is, is that we all think our lives really just only impact our lives. We think that we made an individual commitment to follow Christ and we have an individual relationship with him and there's an individual way in which I do things and follow him and and, and, and individual mistakes and individual repentance. Now, I want to say some of that's true. It's real. Uh, like, yes, you you have your own mind, you make your own decisions, your own heart, and things like that. But what Paul's trying to do is kind of zooming out and going, but have you considered? 
Have you considered the communal nature of what you're now a part of? You're a part of a body. You're a finger, you're a toe, you're an eye, you're an ear. You know, and you can't live without one another. And he's trying to help them understand that if this movement fueled by Jesus's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven because of his death and his resurrection. If this is going to move forward, individualism will not work. Individualism will crush the local church, will crush this movement through the spirit of God. You know, the Trinity works father, son, and spirit. We're to model that. We're, as a body of Christ, as the body of Christ, as the church, we're to live in that union with one another. You know, that's the idea in John 17. He's trying to point them to that union. And then he says, look, listen, when, when, listen, when the church comes together as one, one body, reflecting Father, Son, and Spirit, people will come to know Jesus. So what Paul is trying to do is like, let me help you understand one. Let me help you understand the ecclesia, the body, and how it operates. And what he says is, and I love this, is that if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. Which means if one part is hurting, it's the whole body hurts. And I always go like, what's really interesting when it comes to pain or when it comes to our sin that causes hurt, individual hurt and then communal hurt, like it's, it's not just an individual thing. Your sin and your struggle is not just yours. It's all of ours. Oh, no, no, that's just my thing. No, 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 it's not just your thing. What you do, what you struggle with impacts me, according to Paul, impacts the body as a whole, the, the, this one body that Jesus is trying to give this prophetic view of, that it affects all of us. But here's the other side. When you choose to live faithfully to what he's called you to do, to focus in on seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Like As you do that, we all benefit from it, which means your best days impact everybody in the in the body of Christ and your work days your worst days they impact us now you go like well I don't know anybody but what Paul is saying is there is a mysterious thing that's happening and, and it's like if God is our father right and we are a part of his family he calls us all sons and daughters like a family unit we're all hurting together in a very mysterious way you know What's happening in India with the persecution all around the world, like it impacts us. And I think we should kind of sit in that. I remember uh, being in India with a pastor and we were heading home and I said, you know, like most Westerners, like what can we do to help? And he said this, don't forget me. Like it was like he was like, don't forget my pain. Don't just run off and pretend in your really comfy life like every no that it's everything's okay. No, not everything's okay. Like we're hurting over here. We're struggling and we want you to wear that struggle with us. Pray for us. Think of us. Consider us. This is kind of what Paul's giving us a vision of. This is what he's pointing to is like no, wear the weight appropriately. You know, kind of like with my story I was talking about with with Coop, like we all wore the weight of that. 
But on the other side, like when we're winning, when we're crushing, when we stand up for the right things, when we proclaim Jesus, when when we uh, when people know us by our love, we all benefit from that. Not only do we benefit, but the world benefits when we're living in obedience to what we've been called uh, to do and, and live out in this world. And it's just, I think we're so individualized, this concept like it just doesn't stick it doesn't stick and we've been wired so separate you know i i use this illustration all the time of going when i was growing up we had a phone right we had a phone in the house that we all had to share well, now we have an iPhone with iTunes, iMovie, right? You name it, iMessage. It's all about us, I, 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 me, me, me. And so this concept that, not even that it's not even a concept, it's, it's a reality of a body, of a community under the banner of Jesus' death and resurrection. Like as we live and operate and think that way, it's transcendent, but it helps us. It creates accountability for us. And in many ways, we need to go like, no, I, when I hurt, I'm not alone in my hurt. And when, I, when something great happens, I'm not just alone in my celebration. We're a part of a body that wins and it loses together. And I just think it's so important for this day and age to, to start going like, this is so much bigger than you think it is. Like the church is so much bigger. Think about what Jesus did. Think about his death and his resurrection. Think about his love. Yes, it was for individual peoples, but it's always been about a community. Israel was a community. The, the church is a community. And when we get to heaven, guess what? We're living in community with one another. And the same realities that we can experience right here, right now, even in the, under the banner of, even uh, with sin, corrupting what it's corrupting, we can still live out his kingdom come here as we look forward to living in eternity with one another, with him. And I just think it's a fascinating way to sit back and think that it's not just about you. And then on the other side, you're not alone. And, and it mattered to Jesus so much to the point that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him won't perish, but have everlasting life, but not just all alone, but with a whole community. Why not enjoy the fullness of that right now? Because we need to learn to ache and celebrate together. Like we need to learn to do that better. We need to learn to consider one another and we need to learn to receive one help when we need help and then also joy enjoy other people's joy and it's just this beautiful gift that we share with one another for his glory and his honor but also because he loves us and we're not alone and so the question is pretty simple like are you living individualistic is it all about you how's that going maybe that's a kind of a, a confrontational thing uh, for you to deal with wherever you are right now father god thank you that we are a family and we have a father and we just love you and we're so grateful for the sacrifice that you made so that we could be one together 
with you, Father, Son, and Spirit. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Till next time, cheers.